Welcome to episode 38 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 38. Happy Halloween. We've got you a treat. Get ready to fade to black. We'll go one-on-one and best of with Canadian broadcast legend and sports media star, Rod Black. Father-son fun talk will be spooktacular. We'll go gold, silver, bronze for Halloween-inspired athlete names. And we'll head for home on episode 38 with our special segments, All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight, and Champs and Chums personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 38 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy October, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's Anthony and Ashton in the broadcast chair. So glad that you're with us here for episode 38. And it's now my pleasure, now my honor to bring in my forever chum, Ashton. Ashton, how you doing, my man? I'm doing really good, and I can't wait to start this episode off. Well, it's going to be a great episode, uh, everybody. We hope you're having a great uh October, hard to believe, Ashton, at the time of this recording, we're getting ready for a real spooktacular way to close the uh, the month of October. Of course, everybody, it's Halloween, but um, well, let's actually start it off here, Ashton. I mean, I'm finding it getting a little bit cooler, a lot chillier, and uh, a lot darker out there now. How, how do you feel about fall? I've never, I don't think I've asked you, what's your favorite season? And where does fall fit into that? Mm, maybe fall. Huh. If you had to give it gold, silver, bronze. Okay. Gold. Although you know there's four seasons, right? But Okay, we'll give it a, I don't know, like an extra gold and then, yeah. Oh, so you are a big fan. So you, you're, you're. No, 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 no. The extra gold award goes to oh, winter. Oh, you mean two goals. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, but the highest gold. There's a highest gold. Okay. So the highest gold award goes to winter because I love winter. Okay. Uh, I like spring. Uh, I like... So that's your other gold? Yeah, and... I'd Silver. Say, I'd say I'd like uh, summer. So that's your silver. And then fall. Wow. So here we are, everybody, here on episode 38. We're situating it all in Oct- uh, October. And uh, Ashton has shared with uh, you, our faithful fans, that actually fall is, uh, is on the uh, the bronze level. But um, there's some fun things to do in fall, right? It's kind of a little bit of jacket weather. You can probably sneak in a little bit of golf. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to do that. Nope. Um, but, uh, you have been busy doing a lot of things, but let's dial back here. As we said, everybody, it is going to be a spooktacular episode 38 and Ashton burning question. The fans want to know what is the co-host Ashton Alfred going to be 
uh, dressing up as for Halloween. Now, at the time of this recording and when this episode drops, everybody, whether you're listening to it beforehand or after, you'll find out anyways. But Ashton, do you you want to share here with your fans what you're going to dress up as? I guess so. (laughs) All right. Well, take it away, my friend. Well, um, since we've, well, I've liked Harry Potter a lot and, um, we went to the play as well. I think it would just be suitable enough to be Harry Potter, um, this uh, Halloween. I already have my costume and everything, so I'm good for Halloween and Halloween at this time is in four days. At the time of this recording, now I caught your pun there. You said it was more than suitable. Tell us what does uh, what does Harry Potter wear? Because I mean, you know, there's going to be some fans in the uh, out here in the listening uh, in the listening space that uh, you know they're big fans of Harry Potter. There's others that are probably in the middle, and then there's probably guys like me, your chum here to the to the left of the broadcast. Who knows nothing chair. about Harry Potter? Well, I don't know about nothing about it, but you know, let's say that it's not one of my strengths. <laughs> And so when I went and, and we had a great time there, I mean, I went just to su- support you, right? And you had a good time. But you, you you tell them a little bit more about your love for Harry Potter. Well, Harry Potter is uh, really great. It's, it's just a great novel. Um, there's many books to the series. Um, and it's just one of those books that you can sort of grasp the subject and grasp the events in Harry Potter um pretty easily and um that's why I think like Harry Potter is just a really great book has lots of action in it and um it's really really cool well you know Ashton I mean so that's great right so you you know you'll be uh uh, parading around the uh, the neighborhood community here in, in, in Brampton and uh, look, we're looking forward to, uh, to taking you out in the town, if you will. But that's kind of neat, actually, because uh, here we are in episode 38. Uh, we've got the whole theme of Halloween here. And I think there were some parts of Harry, Harry uh, Potter that your dad certainly recalled as you, you watched the show that were pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you, do you want to kind of give a little spoiler alert to some, to some of the fans that maybe are, you know, are going to head to the show? I mean, are there some scary parts? Yes, definitely. Most definitely. The, the, um, what is it? Oh yeah. The first part, but like, like the first part of the play and near the end, it's really scary. There's these things called the mentors. They are... Well, I guess people who don't know Voldemort, he's, like, evil. And basically, they're his servants, and they're the monsters of dark magic. And also, it's really scary because they fly above you, and um, if if you're on my book or not, it doesn't really make a difference, but... I actually kind of does because they were introduced in the Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm on the I'm on that book right now. I uh, still haven't got to the Dementor part. Harry Potter's a really long book for fans who are really wondering how long is Harry Potter. It should take about hmm, like a month to finish, even two months, because it's really long. Like the last book. Um, is like 
I don't know, like, 300 and something pages. And, um, that's the only scary part about the Harry Potter play, honestly, because nothing else is scary after that. It's just... Well, that's amazing. So to bring it all in, in, uh, in uh, full circle here, right, as we move on in our, our opening segment here in episode 38, there were some scary par- parts about Harry Potter, but all in all, it was a bootyful kind of uh, performance. Awesome. It was. Awesome. Well, let's carry on here on Champs and Chums. You know, Ashton, we always recap for our fans some of the busy goings on. October has been another busy month for your Champs and Chums. Uh, lots of different kind of sports and activities. And, um, well, let's actually t- uh, dial it because this is such a, um, it's a signature month for baseball, everybody. The World Series gets going at the time of this recording. It's just days away and uh, it's a big month for baseball. We'll talk a little bit about that. There'll be a Halloween and a baseball theme a little little later on the show. But um, you, Ashton, took in your first ever Blue Jays playoff game. Share with the fans what that experience was and how you felt and what were some of the fun things that you took in as the Jays got into the dance. Well, um, it was an amazing game. Uh, it was game one. Unfortunately, they lost to Seattle. Um, very upsetting. I mean... Which one was it, though? Because, I mean, yeah, we were at game one for, for the curtain raiser, as it were, and we thought, you know, you know, uh, the big dog, uh, Alex Manoa on the mound, there was going to be lots of hoopla because he's such a gamer. And, you know, I mean, he just had a rough first inning and... Uh, the Jays weren't able to come back. Are you referring to that game or you're referring to the one I'm that really to the unfolded? Game. Wow. They had a huge lead and they just eight blew to it. one, Ashton. Yeah, and, and eight then, to one. And then they come back with a like two runs. It's yeah. Really upsetting for Toronto fans. Well, yeah. So but what was it like? Why don't you describe for the fans what was the atmosphere like in the uh in the boisterous Rogers Center on and, and during game one well the energy was great and um I believe near the seventh I believe just right after the uh let's go or let's go Blue Jays and uh take me out okay to the Blue ball Jays game. yeah yep, okay Blue Jays and um honestly I mean there was a lucky spider on you Oh, you're going to share Yay. that story. So, well, finish that story, and I, I, yeah, I got something else to pick up on that great experience, but go ahead. Yeah, so um, maybe bottom of the seventh, top of the eighth, uh, I noticed there's a small spider on my dad, and I'm like, hmm. So this, this... was the back, on my back and my shoulder fans. I, I couldn't see it. That's it. It's really strange. I don't even know how it got in, but 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 Ashton swung as hard as George Springer at the plate with his hand, and he hit me in the back. I I don't know if he thought I was uh, choking choking on a chicken bone or something like that or what at at Rogers Center, but uh, you know, um, thanks. And actually, it was the other gentleman that was behind me as well too. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw it uh, come. I saw it. Um, it went on him, and then it went on you. Well, Ashton, it obviously it clearly wasn't a lucky spider because the Jays lost. It was, I believe, a four-one final score. Yep. Uh, that that game, they couldn't make it back. But um, all in all, Ashton, great atmosphere. There's nothing like playoffs, everybody. It doesn't matter the sport. 
But Ashton, let's bring it back, man. Because before the game, you know, as as we say, fans, when Ashton and I go to a sports experience, we are there when the gates open. We're not there when the tip happens. We're not there when the puck drops. We're there two hours before, hour and a half before to soak it all in. Ashton, pun intended, you had a ball. Yep, I did. I got two balls, actually. Um... And, and it was from the opponents, the guys that actually unseated the Jays. Yeah. Um, Julio Rodriguez. Yep, J-Rod. Um, he, I mean, he had some smoke in his bat, uh, but he was, like, hitting bombs. Like, I mean, I can't really believe it, but, like, the Jays could have had that game if, uh, if Manoa didn't have that rough first inning. It would have been closer for sure. Yeah, it would have been closer. Yeah. It would have been closer. It could have been like four to three. Yeah, but I mean, so Ashton and I were out in the outfield, everybody, right? So, you know, you, you kind of, when you're in the outfield, you got you to keep your, your attention on the game, but it's playoffs, so you clearly was never uh, trouble there. Yeah. We had a great group of fans in our, in our section. In fact, Ashton, there were some Seattle Mariner fans all the way from Seattle. Yeah, um, we met one guy before the game. Oh, that's right, yeah. He traveled. Good guy, good he, guy. Yeah, he traveled. Um, by himself. By himself from Seattle all the way to Toronto. Never been. And um, I bet he enjoyed the game. And um, I. But, but then let's, let's, so we went from one uh, Seattle fan behind us. And we all had good fun together, right? Just sort of, you know, um, giving each other the gears. But then there was a couple, Ashton, that just got engaged. Uh, they just got engaged. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the story. So um, during the game, Julio Rodriguez, um, he is in the outfield. And um, he's throwing balls into the outfield, and uh, he's throwing it near our seats, actually. So everyone tries to get his attention. But um, also, we kind of got him with this pun also. Um, when Remember when uh, it was two outs and he thought it was three outs? Oh, yeah, that's So right. we kept giving They're him give, the two. Giving him a hard time, telling him it was only one out. And he was actually playing the fence. What an entertainer. What a performer. Ashton, you're right. That man can uh, rip a baseball. He can tear it up. He also has got a, a great glove, and he, he seems like he's got quite a personality with the fans. Yeah, unfortunately, the Jays lost. Uh, but you know what? Uh, we had a great season. We must have gone to like six or seven games uh, uh, in this, in the, over the summer. And Ashley, you wanted to mention something else about the Jays. Yeah, so as you were saying, the story, the story about the uh, man and the couple, uh, they got engaged uh, just that on that day and they came in from seattle uh to come to the game and they got a ball from julio rodriguez i don't know ash and i think that seattle gal should have held off for the world series ring instead of the other uh, engagement ring <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah they were a great sports uh it was a great day unfortunately the jays can't make it through but you know they got so much promise it was it was a it was a terrible way to lose you know, ex excruciating enough when you lose a playoff game, but to, to or a playoff series, but to lose it in 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 the in the way that they did was, you know, you could tell. I mean, it was just so emotionally. You you say Ashton the word emotional damage, like emotional <laughs> damage. Okay, emotional damage that day. But you know, at the end of the day, management, senior leadership, Ross Atkins, uh, 
Mark Shapiro has got to look and say, okay, big picture here. They made some steps forward. They did go next level. They made the playoffs. They're going to have to tune up that bullpen. That bullpen let them down in game two and, uh, well, in game two the most. Right? I mean, they just didn't have the horses. They didn't have the arms. They didn't have the fire yeah, I guess coming out of the bullpen. They didn't They didn't uh, warm them up too much, I think, since Manoa had that rough first inning. Yeah. They just put Yimmy Garcia in right away. That's right. And, you know, they. and then the other qu- big question mark, too, like with game two that was much uh, discussed and talked about on social was, uh, you know, Kevin Gosman was only one out away from closing the inning. Yeah, bases were loaded, but the man was was out uh, was outclassing the entire lineup of the Mariners. So, I mean, you know, lots you can do after a game to dissect it, but good news is John Schneider, the great manager is back. Schneider, he's back with the Jays. Uh, he's got a 3-year contract, I think, 2 years and an option. Uh, it's going to be a great uh, season coming up and starting in April. It all starts with spring training, Ashton in March. Um, Blue Jays baseball will be back, and that was the playoffs. But, Ashton, let's keep moving here. A playoff competition of a different kind happened in our community um, just very recently at the time of this recording. The municipal election was an amazing competition. And, you know, um, uh, it's it's great that we can uh, let you know and share that... uh, the incumbent mayor of our proud city of Brampton, Mayor Patrick Brown, is returning from a, uh, for another term to serve the city of Brampton another four years, quite decisively, Ashton. Uh, just about 61% of the votes that were cast went to our episode 10 uh, best of guest. And uh, it, you know what? It was great to see Mayor Brown over at your chum's uh, place there. It was really nice how that all connected. Why don't you tell them a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, we got an invite from uh, Athogen's mom. Shout out to Athogen. Shout out to Athogen, friend of the show, and uh, and Thipa and Cam. Yeah, for inviting us over. And um, we had a great time there. Um, school board trustees came. That's right. And regional councilor, city councilor, and there he was. He came. He, Patrick Brown. He said he would come by, and you had a chance to connect with him again, this time in person. What did you tell him, Ashton? This was days before, you know, the the the, the votes were cast. What did you tell him? Oh man, uh, I think I told him. Uh, well, thank you for everything you've done, and um, let's hope to keep the momentum going in Brampton. And he certainly did. Look at that, Ashton. You gave him the old good luck there. Maybe there was that lucky spider that emerged again. But yeah, congratulations to our episode 10. Best of guests. Big supporter of champs and chums, Mayor Patrick Brown. And also he said I could be his official spokesperson. Oh, that's right, because you were so, you, you had such a way with words in front of uh, the mayor of our great city here in Brampton. Well, that was a competition of some kind. But Ashton, you know what? Sports continues for sure. Um, tip-off is happening in basketball. You know, Ashton, we love our Toronto Raptors, but there is much, much, much love for our guys at the Raptors 905. They're coming back, Ashton. How do you feel about the Raptors 905 coming back into town? Well, I feel great. Uh, it's really local, um, obviously being in Peel region. 
and um, they're just really good games. And to look watch. at this, we're talking about the nine oh five, and it's nine oh five, and it's nine oh five, and I didn't even look at that. How 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 beautifully serendipitous that is, ladies and gentlemen. At the time of this recording, we just I just flipped my phone on off the light, and it's nine oh five. Wow. And um, it's a great family entertainment in Peel Region, city of Mississauga, and um, I think. They're going to do amazing this season. I think they're going to make it to the playoffs even. Uh, if Well, they did last year. Remember, Ashton? Yeah, they did. You know, and they made it right to the quarterfinals. They lost that game against the Delaware Bluecoats. And the reason why they lost everybody? Your friend. Uh, not Ashton Hagens. It was... Uh, Number five, number five. Yes, I, I, I'll, it'll come. It, it's, it's, it's Brian Tyree. Tyree, yeah, baby, baby. Brian Tyree had this thing with my co-host, my, 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 my chum here, where uh, in the opening set, like when they come out and they actually do their um, warm up, their warm up, he would pass the ball to Ashton. He did this for the last couple games, everybody of the regular season. He continued it in the playoffs. He didn't do it that game. They played Delaware and they lost. Yeah. That's why they lost. They won every single game when he did that. That's right. Well, you know what? It's going to be a great season of Raptors 905 action. If you get a chance, check it out. All the action happens at the Paramount Fine Food Center. All the home games, so well-priced, great family entertainment. And you know what? You're seeing future stars that are going to play in the Toronto Raptors. Look at Justin Champagny, Ashton. He's got a full-time contract with the Toronto Raptors. We were balling with him last season. Yeah, we were. And look at guys like Freddie Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam. Those two guys, they're the cornerstones of the franchise right now. And they played 9.05. Yeah. They Chris Boucher. They started, uh, they started uh, with the 9.05 and went up. That's amazing. Well, we're going to, maybe we'll get a Raptors 9.05 player on, on, on the show in 2023. Is that a goal, man? Yeah, I think it should be a goal, yeah. All right, we we certainly will. Uh, Ashton, um, let's keep moving. It's been a long uh, opening, but for good reason. Uh, fall, lots of sports going on. Ball hockey, how are you enjoying that? Ball hockey is really fun. I mean, it's um, it's a great way to exercise. and um, You sweat, man. I sweat a lot. Well, you know, and I, fans, I, I, I take the helmet off for Ashton a bit when he's done. And I mean, it's like soaking wet, man. Yep. And uh, uh, I think it's just a really good way to get fit, get active. And um, I'm really, really good. Uh, I believe I scored like seven goals one seven time. Seven goals in the, in the, I wouldn't say it's a league, but when you play scrimmage, you yeah, seven goals. Yep. And That's awesome, man. And uh, yeah, I think I'm really, really good. That's great. Well, good stuff. Uh, yeah, City of Brampton has great rec programs. That's another one. And uh, well, Ashton, look, listen. Uh, October is in of all the calendar uh, months in the year. October is absolutely legendary for exciting sports action that's going on. I mean, let's recap. You've got the baseball uh, coming all to a crescendo with the World Series this month, the Fall Classic. We got the Philadelphia Phillies against the Houston Astros for the uh, for the title. Uh, you've got hockey season puck drop on the lease. I, we haven't even had a chance to talk about our Toronto Maple Leafs, who are off to a I guess a so-so start um, to start the season. We got Raptors basketball tipping off. We've got uh, 
uh, some more of NFL action. I mean, there's been a lot of, like I say, it's legendary. But fans, the reason why I'm using the word legendary and legend is because we have a legend coming up on this episode. And you're not going to want to miss that great chat with our best of guest for episode 38. Ashton, who's coming up on the show? Canadian broadcast legend and sports media star, Rod Black. Oh, what an outstanding guest. That, like, that's truly championship guest, Ashton. Rod Black, the great Canadian broadcaster, is, is coming up on Champs and Chums. What an incredible, incredible guest. I mean, you look at his resume from top to middle to bottom. You think about all his, uh, distinguished, um, his distinguished career, and you'll say the word legend i mean this this gentleman has been one of the most decorated broadcasters uh one of the most versatile ashton i mean all the sports that he's um he's broadcasted uh you know the raptors uh olympics hockey international hockey uh cfl um uh, blue jays baseball he his uh, his uh broadcast partner was joe carter so rod was calling the ga- games for uh CTV Sports at the time. He's done, he's the voice of uh, and face for figure skating in the country. What a guest. Rod Black will join us for episode 38. He called it 38 special, and you're going to not want to miss that interview. Great stuff. Uh, well, Ashton, uh, it's now time to come back to this Halloween theme here on Champs and Chums. Uh, As you know, we have our father-son free-for-all, everybody, where we go gold, silver, bronze for a wonderful and interesting and exciting kind of theme. And Ashton, it's time to do something bootyful. It's time to do something spooktacular because fans, we are going to present to you the 2022 gold, silver, bronze for Halloween-inspired athlete names. Ashton, take it away with your bronze medal. My bronze medal is Billy Casper. Now, Casper, there's a name I haven't heard. Now, why would you say Billy Casper? Well, Casper the Friendly Ghost, a great movie. It was an outstanding movie. And, and in fact, it was one of my most favorite cartoons, Casper. Did yeah. you know that? Uh, that? I didn't know that. There you go. Something you didn't know about your dad right there. Uh, so tell the fans a little bit more about Billy Casper. Actually, in fact, I just found out that Billy Casper was uh, born 11 days before me, June 24th. Oh, wow. Professional golfer uh, was Billy Casper. Uh, And he turned professional in 1954. His former tours were the PGA Tour and Champions Tour, and his professional wins were 71. Well, no, yeah, yeah, PGA Tour, that's right, PGA Tour uh, victories, though, 51, Ashton, which puts him 7th on the all-time PGA Tour list, Billy Casper. Nothing scary about that, fans. No, and um, achievements and award awards, World Golf Hall of Fame, he's, in 1978, he was an inductee, and... Um, PGA Player of the Year, 1966 to 1970. PGA Tour Leading Money Winner, uh, 1966 to 1968. 
And the Vardon Trophy, uh, 1960, 1963, 1965, 1966, and 1968. There it is. So there's Ashton's bronze medal for Halloween-inspired athlete names, the great golfer, Billy Casper. Okay, Ashton, it's over to and uh, I've got I've got a great basketball pick here for Halloween-inspired athlete names, and his name is Bones Highland. That's a great pick. It's a great pick, and I can't actually take credit for it because I want to shout out to my uh, great chum Gordon, who helped me with that. Um, so let me tell you everybody about Bones Highland. Yeah, he's an American uh, professional basketball player who currently plays for the Denver Nuggets. But did you also know, Ashton, that Mr. Bones Highland was a, is a rapper? No, I didn't. I didn't know that myself, my man. But he was drafted 26 overall in the 2021 NBA draft by the Den- Denver Nuggets. He's a point guard, uh, standing 6'2", 169 pounds, there he is, everybody. Oh, look at this NBA All-Rookie Second Team to, uh, for 2022. He's a first-team All-Atlantic all uh, 10 top, top player, player of the year in the Atlantic 10. There's the man, uh, Bones Highland, my bronze medal for Halloween-inspired athlete names. Ashton, over to you for your silver medal. My silver medal is Candy Maldonado. Well, I couldn't think of a sweet, sweet pick like that. You even picked a Blue Jay there, Ashton. Yeah, I did. Now, what was the whole thing about picking Candy Maldonado? What is, what's the connection? Well, uh, Halloween, uh, you go trick-or-treating with your friends yeah. or with your parents, and you go get candy. You get lots of candy. Yep. What's your favorite Halloween candy, Ashton? Hmm, maybe a Kit Kat, maybe. Kit Kat. You know, I was actually just uh, watching that. You know, uh, they, the, you know, in in a lot of the social media with the teams, they did this with the Toronto Six. So there's there's someone that's standing there with a sign and saying, and they walk out onto the ice for practice. So they were interviewing all the Toronto Six players. They're walk skating out on the ice, and there she was, episode nineteen, best of guest, Lindsay Eastwood. You know what her favorite ch- ch- uh, Halloween treat was? What? Kit Kat. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to our champ and chum, Lindsay Eastwood. Uh, top defender for the Toronto Six. Uh, so tell the fans a little bit more about Candy Maldonado. Well, uh, Candy Maldonado uh, was a right fielder and a left fielder, and he batted right and threw right. His MLB debut was September 7th, uh, which I think is the starting date of my school. <laughs> you got some <laughs> great connections there, man. Yeah. 1981 for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and his last MLB appearance was September 29th, 1995, and uh, I can make a connection to September 29th, actually. September 29th, since today, was the last time I wrote in my uh, science notebook uh, okay. for the Texas Rangers. All right. Well, I mean, I'm sure Candy Maldonado would have loved that, but look at this, everybody. I did not re- recall this. Candy Maldonado had two tours of duties with the Blue Jays. Of course, he won a World Series championship in 1992, 91-92. He won a 
He returned to play with the Blue Jays in 95 World Series champ. There it is, Ashton's uh, silver medal for Halloween-inspired athlete names. Uh, it's uh, Candy Maldonado. Okay, over to Dad for my silver medal. And Ashton, I'm going to go extra sweet. That's right, everybody, because my uh, silver medal for Halloween-inspired athlete names is Dawn Sweet. Now, you know, a lot of you young listeners out there might say, who the heck is Don Sweet? Ashton, do you know who Don Sweet is? No, I don't know. Well, let me tell you something. He had a sweet career, uh, Don Sweet. He's uh, 74 uh, years old, Ashton. He was a, a star football kicker for the Montreal Alouettes. Alouettes, okay. That's right. And the Montreal Concord of the Canadian Football League. Ashton, how did we forget? Well, we'll talk about this in the next episode, the November episode, because everybody, your champs and chumps will be at the Eastern Final, the Grey Cup semifinal, and the Argos Ashton may play the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah, maybe. That's right. Sorry, let's get back to Mr. Don Sweet. Uh, successful 13-year career, a uh, 13 year career with the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, that was Don Sweet. He played in 85 with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He was a CFL All-Star as a kicker. 1977, 78, 79, three consecutive seasons. He was the Grey Cup's most valuable Canadian. 74, 77, 79. There he is, Mr. Don Sweet, my silver medal for Halloween-inspired athlete names. Fans, it's now time for our gold medal. And we got some real bootyful ones here. Ashton, over to you for your gold. My gold medal is Cheyenne Darkangelo. Now, that is a... uh, How could I say that's not a 10 out of 10, Ashton. That's a 6 out of 6. Why don't you tell them why I just said that? Um, I actually don't know. Well, Ashton, you should because Cheyenne D'Arcangelo is a, is a player, a forward for the Toronto 6. Oh, yeah, 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 right. How could you forget about that? Uh, so here's what it says about her. Um, she is a forward and she shoots left. Uh, she, her PHF, uh, teams and her former team, so her PHF team, as we all know, is the Toronto Six. Her former teams, Toronto Furies, uh, Cunlin Red Star, uh, Buffalo Beatus. Buttes. Buttes, Buttes, Buttes. Connecticut Whale, uh, how do you say that? Quinnipiac? Bobcats? Quinnipiac Bobcats of the NCAA and then the Syracuse Orange. And again, there maybe she played with uh, Lindsay Eastwood, who's also a, a fellow alum of uh, Syracuse. Yeah, and um, it says over here in the NWHL, uh, collaborating with Emma Woods, they would assist on the first goal scored in Toronto 6 franchise history, scored by Lindsay Eastwood. There we go. So, so, she, so she would have assisted on the Lindsay first Eastwood. Goal. That's right. So how 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 uh, special is that? And and what's the what's the reason why you selected her as a Halloween inspired? Well, you know, on Halloween, every story and when you go trick or treating, it's really dark, and um, that just adds the extra scary effect when you're trick or treating on Halloween. That sure is. So that's Ashton's uh, gold medal. For uh, Halloween-inspired athlete names, that's Cheyenne, Dark Angelo. All right, it's over to Dad. And Ashton, I'm going to 
to match you. I'm actually going to do better because I think I've got a real spooktacular kind of gold medal. My Halloween-inspired athlete name that's going to be announced as a gold medal is Jack O'Callaghan. That's a great pick. You're going to give me that one like Jack O'Lantern? I guess so. I'll well, give you it. Jack, o, Jack O'Callaghan, everybody, was a former... Uh, ice hockey player that played for the Chicago Blackhawks and the New Jersey Devils. But, you know, more, more um, I guess, uh, prominently was recognized for being part of that Miracle on Ice team, Ashton, when the upstart United States upset the world and beat the big bad Russians at the 1980 Winter Olympics. Do you remember that? Uh, you don't remember that, but do you, do you heard of that story? Yeah, I've heard of the story. I've heard of the movie. That's right, yeah. So uh, Jack O'Callaghan was on the team. Jack O'Callaghan is now 65 years old. He was drafted 96 overall by the Chicago Blackhawks in the 77 um, NHL draft. Uh, and he, as I said, he was a gold medalist for the Olympic Games in Lake Placid. So there's my gold medal. Thought it was kind of a nice little theme. Jack O'Lantern, Jack O'Callaghan. What a wonderful way to end this father-son free-for-all segment well ashton we got lots more show to come but ashton it's now time for you to take us to break this ends our father-son free-for-all segment more father-son fun talk coming up you're listening to the champs and chums podcast Father-Son Fun Talk, you're listening to episode 38 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for a next edition of our Best of segment. And what a championship guest we have for our fans this month. Hey Ashton, I got two questions for you, my man. Are you ready to go lights, camera, action on episode 38? Sure am. Are you ready to fade to black here on Champs and Chums? Of course. Well, our very special guest is a signature name, face, and voice among the most legendary in the history of Canadian broadcasting. He is celebrated for his immense talents that shine on his star-studded resume of accomplishments. Reporter, show host, play-by-play, analyst, insider, speaker, and ambassador. From network sports to national news to community inspiration, our special guest is a tremendous leader of his craft. His broadcast experience debuted at 18 years young when he starred for the CTV in Winnipeg. Upon moving to CTV Network Sports, his career continued to soar. He went on to star for the CFL on TSN, NBA on TSN, Blue Jays Baseball, international hockey, and the Olympic Games. He has also starred as lead broadcaster for the Canadian Open Golf and Tennis Championships, bowling, curling, boxing, and is heralded as the voice of figure skating in Canada. His career has been truly award-winning with honors including Outstanding Sports Broadcaster from Sports Media Canada, eight-time nominee for the Canadian Screen Awards as Best Sports Broadcaster and recipient of the prestigious Queen's Diamond Jubilee Medal and Queen's Diamond Medallion. 
our best of guest continues to shine as a broadcaster, storyteller, and speaker. You can now hear him and see him as host of his own multi-platform online show, The Rodcast, presented by North Star Bets. His list of special guests is a who's who of preeminent sports personalities, including World Series hero Joe Carter, NHL superstar Eric Lindros, and Canadian Olympic hero Dr. Haley Wickenheiser. Among all of his crowning achievements, our best of guest is also heralded for his work with children's charities. He graciously lends his time and talents as an advocate for Special Olympics and Plan International Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to be joined by Canadian broadcast legend and sports media star, Rod Black. Rod, welcome to Champs and Chums. Oh my goodness, I am so thrilled to be with you, and I am honoured that you said everything the way I wrote it, Anthony. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, well, that's... That's a, oh I, I'm sitting there. I'm almost getting weepy thinking about all the things that I used to do. And uh, Ashton, it's good to hear your voice. And congratulations on your show. I'm happy to be number 38. I guess I'm a 38 special. That's uh, right. But I'm, I'm very excited to be with you. Oh, Rod. We are, it is such a treat for Ashton because he's sort of gone up and down and left to right, north and south on your illustrious resume. And uh, okay. he's matched up on so many sports that he loves and has, has heard and seen you do your thing. And, you know, to connect with you again, this is a real extra treat for, uh, for Dad. So thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, well, you know, you and I go back a long way. And Ashton, you should be proud of your dad as your dad is proud of you because he has helped uh, many of us, uh, the broadcasters in our industry through the years. And he was a, a great go-to guy during uh, the days in golf and hockey and you name whatever other sport. But Anthony, you're one of the best of the best. So thanks. And I would do anything and I, and I would do anything for you. And I, I'm just happy to be on this this award winning show. Oh, that's amazing. So nice of you to say. And uh, well, let's get into this uh father-son fun talk with our best of guests, the legendary Rod Black. And uh, uh, Rod, it's Dad over here to the left of the microphone. And uh, why don't you take us through, and our, our fans that are listening to this uh, segment, um, some of your early interest and ambitions to get into sports broadcasting. I guess kind of the, the young student from the peg that went to Red mm. River College <laughs> and uh, how it all began for you. Yeah, well, I, I don't know how long your podcast is, but it goes <laughs> yeah. back, you know what, honestly... Ashton, it brings back memories of uh, when I was young, your age, and I didn't want to become a sports announcer at the time. I wanted to be a, an athlete, um, but at the same time, I really enjoyed radio and TV, and I, I, I love theater, and so I had a lot of interests, keen interests when I was a kid, and I was playing a lot of sports in Winnipeg. I grew up in a suburb of Winnipeg called Transcona. Uh, and I, you know, I was, I was one of those kids that liked to play every sport. I loved them all. Um, I was kind of a jack of all trades, master of none, but you know, I was playing at very high levels. And again, I had aspirations to, to, to be that great next uh, hockey player or basketball star. I, I, I did want to become a, a member of the Harlem Globetrotters even. And I practiced all those, those moves and the spinning the ball tricks and all of those things. And Around 12, 13, I was starting to do voices and uh, I was a bit of a mimic and an impersonator. And I was uh, I used to phone into radio stations and do voices. And you know, I think I was about 11 or 12. And 
unbeknownst to my folks who were sleeping at the time, it was early morning and I'd, I'd go on and do characters on radio. And then my parents found out that that was actually me doing it. And other people <laughs> found out it was this 11, 12 year old kid. And so I think that's where I kind of got the bug of where I wanted to be. And, in, 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 you know, probably I thought maybe radio or, 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 or I don't know, even uh, on stage, theater or, or, or whatever, acting perhaps. But Fast forward a couple of years, I'm, I'm still playing sports. I, I get a job as a, a, a local disc jockey in a roller rink when roller skating were, was very popular. And that sort of elevated where I wanted to go again. And so the next thing you know, a few years later, I was a DJ in a bar playing music for, you know, when disco music was was very popular than rock and roll music. And so I was about 16, 17 years old and I had this, you know, just this urge at the same time to do something in that field. But I was also playing sports and I also had opportunities to go uh, to the States and and had a scholarship offered uh, for hockey and for basketball uh, just in Minnesota, which was south of the Manitoba border. And I was on my way down there. And for some reason, I had this kind of epiphany. I was driving alongside a friend of mine and it was a recruiting visit at Bemidji State College. Uh, in Bemidji, Minnesota, and about halfway there, I said, "You know what? Turn the car around. I don't want to go. Maybe, maybe I was a homeboy, and I just wanted—I was missing home already." And I said, "I think I want to take this this course at, at Red River Community College. There weren't many television or journalism courses back then, so this was, I guess, 1977, 78. And I, I, I applied for this course. The next thing you know, I." I get into the course. I had to win an interview, and 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 I, I was very young. I was only 17 going into the course, and it was a, a communications course. It was a storytelling, journalism, advertising course. Not a lot of television or radio, uh, but I, I loved it. But at the same time, I, I didn't have, you know, I just didn't think it was possible. I love sports. I didn't think it was possible that I would become a sports announcer because everyone in the field at that time was frankly a little older they were you know a lot of middle-aged unfortunately men at the time too there weren't a lot of women uh, at that time doing you know the, the games and broadcasting whatever late night sports and so then in the second year again i was kind of thinking well i'd like still like to play pro sports i was getting some offers to to go uh, to europe and to australia to play baseball or basketball or hockey but then all of a sudden this I know this is a long answer, but it's a long journey. Uh, I had this opportunity. They, they, a local station, CKY Winnipeg, had this job opening. And the next thing you know, my friend said, you should apply for this. It's a sportscasting reporting job. I said, I don't know. I had this big, I had a lot of hair and an afro. And I <laughs> I, 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 had, I was, you know, I didn't, my eyes weren't that good. I had to get contacts. I had this cheesy little mustache at the time. I kind of looked like a a disco Ron Burgundy. And <laughs> the next thing, you know, the next thing, you know, I go down and I, I said, this would be a great job. This would be a dream job for me. And so I went down and I went, was interviewed by this gentleman named Peter Young, who was a broadcast icon in the city at the time. And lo and behold, you guys, I, I got the job and, and that changed my life. I, I actually didn't finish my courses. I, I took the job because that's what I wanted to do. And I worked my butt on it and, and at, at everything that I, that I could to do it, I, you know, a hundred percent every single day for hours and hours. And next thing you know, you just graduate, you know, Anthony and Ashton. And I guess that's how it started. And then and, and years later, you, you know, I guess I've been in the business almost 40 years. It goes fast. <laughs> it, it goes really fast. And that's how it kind of starts. It starts with that spark. And so Ashton, I hope you kind of, whatever field you want to get into, if it is broadcasting, you have that same kind of luck 
but I think the same kind of opportunity and the hard work that goes into it, uh, the hard work that creates opportunity down the road. Well, we're off to such a dynamic start here in our best of segment with Rod Black. And yeah, Rod, I mean, just to hear you play back on 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 what was that spark, as you mentioned, I mean, it's kind of another reminder, you know, you've been so acclaimed and so distinguished for your career of being so dynamic and so colorful in how you describe it. And our fans are getting kind of a neat behind the scenes and how that all started. So thanks very much. Um, Rod, we talk a lot about it on Champs and Chums of the importance of mentorship. Um, can you share with the fans uh, who some of your greatest mentors were and how they helped you build success as a person uh, on and off mm-hmm. the air? Well, I would have to say my my parents, um, and you know, I, th- I think that's that's huge at the beginning. I, I one of the great things about my mom and dad, and rest their souls, I, I they're no longer with us, but I think about them and they're in my heart and, and every day and my mind every day and. I think about the way that they brought me and my three brothers up in, in Winnipeg and that they never pressured us. Um, they mentored us and they guided us and directed us and they always believed in us. And they just always said, if you have a dream, you know, write it down. Uh, you know, it can only take flight. If you write it down, write that dream down and think that you can do it and anything is possible. And I really do think they created an environment that, you know, why not? Why not? Everybody says, why, 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 why not? So my parents certainly um, a lot of my colleagues, um, when I first got into the industry, a lot of my friends were mentors. But I would honestly say, too, that I, I would, you know, I, I was around a lot of athletes. And because I have an athletic background before an announcing background, a lot of great friends uh, who, who I learned a lot from uh, as I was even broadcasting at a young age. Donnie Lalonde. Um, oh, yeah. The great uh, Canadian uh, boxer. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. A world light heavyweight boxing champion was one of my best friends as I was growing up. He he became a world light heavyweight champion. I saw the work. The golden boy, put, right. The golden, the golden boy. The golden named boy. after the golden boy in the Manitoba legislature. And oh. Okay. I, so I recall his, his the hard work that I saw him put in every single day. Uh, oh, we're waking up at three in the morning, four in the morning uh, to, to do that. I have a brother, Derek, who was a tremendous table tennis champion who who also had that unbelievable fiery work ethic to become the best of the best. And I saw these people and I was they really inspired me all the time to if they can do that in athleticism. Why can't I do that as an announcer or whatever I do? And I, I think that's, the you know, just being around those type of people, the teammates that you have, you know, I played so many sports having, um, you know, my heroes who I, when I was growing up with, like looking up to those people and realizing they're really good people. When I got a chance to interview them and meet them, I had a chance like you, Ashton, one of my first ever interviews that I did was with a gentleman named Howard Cosell. (laughs) Just, just Google him, look him up. Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell Cosell. used to (laughs) talk like this. Used (laughs) big words like him. And, and pernicious. He would use those kind of words, loquacious. He was yeah. one of the very, very best. And I had a chance to, and I was very nervous, I remember, and he said, my dear boy, I'll give you one piece of advice. Always, always be yourself. And I, I, I always said that was one of the best lessons I ever learned. So, you know, in a, in a roundabout way, meeting Howard Cosell kind of helped me out. But, you know, I think you also have to I think it comes within. Everybody always says, you know, you know, have people to help you, but you have to have the inner fire and that that dream 
to realize that it can become reality. And I do think that through the years that that was also, you know, I, I, I may have been my own best mentor and, and guide and said, hey, this is what I have to do. But it, it has been a fantastic journey and it's not over yet. I, I always think the best is yet to come and I enjoy every single day. And I know one of the questions that you're probably going to ask is, you know, what's your favorite event that you've ever covered? And I can tell you right now, the, the answer is whatever the next one is, because that's the way I've always lived it. And Anthony, I think you were around me when I was doing a lot of those events, and That's I think right. you would you would you would understand that. Yeah, I I love what I do right now, but I can't wait for tomorrow too. Oh, what an electric segment here already uh, for the fans, uh, uh, Rod. I'm going to turn this interview over to my chum Ashton, who's got uh, some questions for the our... guy who's going to take my job. That's right, Ashton. Ashton, what do you say, man? What do you Jay say, Ashton? I don't know. Well, I don't think you could take the pay cut, <laughs> <laughs> Rod. You've had outstanding success in your broadcasting career. Can you share with the fans some of your personal career highlights? Oh boy! Again, this is uh, there's so many so Ashton. Many, and yeah. I would say right now my highlight is being on Champs and Chums. Oh, for that's sure, very with nice. you too. Very nice of you to um, say. But I think you know, honestly, it, uh, I've been lucky and privileged and blessed to be around all of these, and I thank you know the people that were. You know, put me in that position to, to to be able to broadcast and 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 call so many of these events. I think the Olympics for sure. I put right near the top of the list, uh, calling Olympic uh, broadcasts and whether it was skating or hockey or uh, gymnastics or whatever, uh, speed skating. I love being at the Olympics, uh, summer and winter. Uh, I would say, you know, the championships, being around championships, and this is called champs and chums. One of the thing is, is, is that you get to be chummy around champs. And I always, you know, I know there's a world now that people say, oh, you know, you're a broadcaster, you can't be that close to the athlete. And I, you know, I, I call baloney on that because you can be close. And the, the best people understand if you have to be critical of them. I mean, we're talking about sports. This is, you know, yeah, they're serious stories, but I really liked I loved you know being around championships. The first championship I was ever around was the 1984 Grey Cup game. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats in Edmonton. It was the first time I'd ever been around a championship. And unfortunately, I never won much when I was playing, but that was cool. And then, you know, getting to Toronto and then you know being able, able to get a you know graduate to to and promote be promoted to this Olympic host and and national broadcast host position. My first years, I got a chance to broadcast the Blue Jays, you guys. That's right. 1992 and 93 World Series. And the first time ever a, a world championship had come north of the border. And that was so cool. And I was doing the Expos games as well. And that was really neat. And, you know, to, to be around that. And then to be around Stanley Cups and world championships. And then an NBA championship in 2019. Because I was lucky enough to broadcast the first ever Raptor game. And I was broadcasting with that team for 26 years with people like Leo Routens and, and, and Sam Mitchell and, 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 and James Worthy and, and Matt Devlin and Jack Armstrong and the gang. And just to, to have, a, you know, to be around a championship is so cool, but I, I honestly can, I, it's very, I, I guess, again, it's so hard for me to pinpoint because I've been lucky enough to be around so many, but again, like I say, I also 
have been so lucky to be around amateur championships. And sometimes it's not about a Stanley cup or a world cup. It's an amateur championship, like the Canada games that I, you know, I, I just was so thrilled to cover and seeing so many amateur athletes who, who weren't winning any medals or money, but just the, the, the beauty was to the pinnacle of their sport was to actually just win that event. Um, and, and it, it just changes all the time. It's like the seasons. And I, you know, again, I, I, I guess maybe it transcended from when I was a kid that I played so many sports. I love to call sports. And I, you know, here I am, I'm sitting doing this interview, but I'm watching about four different games going on at the same time, (laughs) you know, and I, I just love sports. I love the unpredictable ending at the fact you can't write an ending. I love being at the games. I love the athletes. I love the stories. There's a purity to sport, and I get excited. You can tell what you would talk about. I oh. just love whatever it brings and the magical moments. And sometimes they're not all happy moments, you guys. Sometimes they're sad. But what I love is when somebody even has heartbreak or an obstacle, they're ever they're able to overcome that. That's what I love about sports. Well, so, Ashton, that's a long answer. I'm sorry, but, I, I again, whatever the next one brings, and, and hey, I, Ashton, I'll ask you, what's the, what's your favorite sport event that you've ever watched? Well, uh, well, actually, Rod, this is actually quite amazing because he's been to a lot of uh, amazing sports experiences. But yeah. I'm thinking of the one that, and Rod was there, that magical run, 2019, but it all started on that famous game. What do you tell, share with Rod about that? Well, you yeah. You weren't at the Kawhi game, were you? I was, I was. Um... <laughs> oh, that was a special, special day, wasn't it? Wasn't that incredible? Yeah, um, it was Mother's Day, so... Uh... Ma- that's right. That's right, Mom my and son Dad. Was and, with, yeah. One of my sons, Jesse, was with my, my, my wife, his mom, yeah. uh, Nancy, in the stands, and uh, they had tickets. I was in the corner. We were broadcasting. I was reporting on that game. Yeah, and, and what did you do, Ashton? Did you watch it on every bounce? Where were you sitting? Where were you? Where you were? I'm sure you weren't sitting. You were standing somewhere because every they had seats there, but nobody needed the seats at the time. Yeah, uh, well, it, they were great seats, and um, that game couldn't have been better. Uh, just the electricity in the building once Kawhi made that shot, it was just. The improbable shot, yeah. I guess, too, right? Yeah, magical. Yeah, by the way it bounced and yeah, yeah, um, it was uh, yeah, yeah. And you're right, Ashton. It's that it's the moment before the moment. Like you know, if if Kawhi doesn't sink that shot, they they probably don't get to the championship, right? Like and then you go back to the other moments, and you know, you you think about the other games, and or you think about if they don't get Kawhi Leonard, do they win a championship? Probably not. You know, I I think about the World Series when the Blue Jays won in '92. Uh, or, you know, everybody's talking about 93 and Joe Carter. Well, if if they don't win in 92, there's probably not a 93. That's right. And if, you know, they're talking about, and if, if Robbie Alomar doesn't hit that home run off Dennis Eckersley mm-hmm. in the American League Championship Series, there is no 92. Yeah. So that's what I love. The sport, you know, the tracing the that, that, that line, that connection. And yeah, Ashton, like Kawhi's... You're such a lucky young man to to be able to say that. And you'll, I will tell you, that will stay with you forever. That moment being there, you'll never, ever forget that. Amazing. Rod, uh, what were some of the greatest lessons and words of advice you've shared with your kids, Tyler, Jesse, Sienna, and Brody? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. 
Well, they've been lucky like you. They've been they've been around sports their whole life. Uh, my lessons aren't, and I don't like to be that kind of dad that, you know, hammers home lessons. I think they, I, I, I would have hoped that they, what they may have learned from their dad and their mom too, because their mother is, has been around and sacrificed so much through the years to, to travel around, to take them to sports like I have as well. I, I would hope they would learn from us that, um, you know, I think it's a lot of life lessons and especially through sport is that, you know, I one thing I've always said about to my kids, you know, listen, you know, play, I want you to play something and if you don't know, have a dream, but if, and if you feel that you want to change and you want to have to, you know, if you want to quit, quit, but here's my only thing I have start something else. I don't want you quitting something. If it's just going to be that you're not going to do anything. I want you to go do something else. And fortunately for you know my kids, they've been able to do that. I think those are life lessons. I also think that, you know, adversity, um, I always learned something called ABC. Um, and, and I, and it's huge to me, ABC adversity builds character. And I always believe that, you know, and life is not, it's not always great. You know, there's, you're not always having great days and there aren't always victories. That ball always doesn't bounce in, you know, or that puck doesn't always find the net. So there's going to be adversity and there's going to be sometimes injury or challenges or worse. And that's, you're going to have that in life. But I do believe that sports helps prepare you for all of the things that you have to do in life, um, whether it, it's in business or family and, and be a good teammate. I always sit, you know, sit, you know I, I'm most proud of, I get to do all of those things, but I've had so many great teammates through the years and I would hope that I have been a great teammate along the way and, you know, being supportive and, and realize it's a team game. It's not all about you or I, it's, it's all about all of us together, a collective. So I've learned so much Ash and through the years. And, and by the way, here's the best one. Never stop learning. I still haven't stopped learning. I learned stuff today. I learned that you, I'm, I'm in Arizona right now. I learned, I learned that you you got to be you got to be careful at night because it gets cold at night. You better better bring a sweatshirt. <laughs> bring the blanket. I learned I learned life is all about lessons and you just keep learning and I've been so lucky uh to 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 learn from some of the best. But those are some of them for sure. And I think that like I said they're all related to sports. Um and I would hope that they that would be imparted on my kids. And, and number one, never forget about what's most important to you. And to me, that's family first. Family always comes first. Um, you know, friends are next. You know, your job is probably way down below, but I do think your dream is up there too. Oh, that's outstanding. Uh, you're listening to episode 38 of the Champs and Chums podcast. This is our best. The 38 special. 38 special, baby. That's right. Uh, we're here with our broadcast uh, legend, the Canadian sports broadcast star, Rod Black. It's Anthony and Ashton behind the broadcast mic. And uh, um, Rod, um, uh, why don't we speak about the importance of education for youth? I mean, you know, your 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 kids are, are great examples of uh, you know moving through the system, and you know, tr- tr- like student athletes as well too. I mean, um, just an amazing uh, run and uh, by by Tyler as well too, being drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers. He's in the system. You're probably watching him play some ball over the next few days as yeah. well too. At the time of this recording. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's playing in the fall league right now, and. Brody's playing at uh, a division one called uh, Coppin state, which is in Baltimore. And my Jesse's in, in a uh, fan shop taking communications, wanting to become <laughs> making in his dad's footsteps nice. and Sienna plays a lot of hockey and she acts a lot and, and got a, perhaps a career in theater and singing, but 
Um, education is everything. Um, so here, here's a, I, I don't think I've really told anybody this story is that, so remember when I said that I, I had, uh, not finished that my course, creative communications, That's it was right, a two to year take course the job, only. Yeah. It was only a, yeah, to take the job, which, because I thought, well, you know, maybe I was young to it then I, I don't have to go back cause I you don't know, have to get my marks. Well, I honestly had dreams and maybe nightmares for about 30 years or 20 years because I didn't finish. And I always was like, everybody has this. Oh, I'm not late for an assignment. Oh my gosh. I'm, I got to go to school. And I mean, I was in a school. I got the, I got the job I wanted. Ultimately education is to get yourself in the door down the road where you can take that education and create a career or make a living or help make a difference in the world. I think that's important. Anyway, uh, you know, fast forward 20 years, uh, Red River Community College had called me and said, well, Rod, you know, you've been, and I had gone back and spoken there and handed out diplomas and all of these things through the years as, as, as I was gaining some traction in my career. And they said, well, we, 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 we'd like to give you an honorary degree or it's actually your degree. And we think you fulfilled the mandate oh, of all the and courses. And then some, and then some. And I will tell you, I, I, yeah. So I was never more proud, uh, um, of when I received that diploma because it, it, I do put education first and a foundation that I started back in Transcona in Winnipeg was, it was called keep the kids in school, which was so ironic when you think that I did not finish my education and mm -hmm. my post-secondary, but what's one of the reasons I wanted to give bursaries and scholarships to so many kids to help them because it is costly to go to school. But I do think for those parents out there who may be listening or the kids listening, it is so important. Yeah, take your time to travel. Yes, I know it's a world full of technology and, you know, you could probably get your foot in the door and get a job and make money. Yes, 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 yes. But the amount that you are going to learn, it goes back to the lessons, amount you are going to learn is going to help you down the road. That is important. That is number one. It will always, always help you. People will say, and Ashton is probably, I'm sure your dad's giving you this advice. You know, take take something you really love. But I will tell you, think about me. I, I was did I think I was going to be a sports announcer at twelve and thirteen? No. So did right was I taking the courses in high school? No. It changes your life. Your your life's dreams or ambitions will change. Just take something that is going to give you enough versatility down the road so that you can jump into any career, and then run a, and or, you know take the ball and run with it. And that's how it works. Education, Anthony, is is paramount. It's right up there on my list of must-haves and must-dos. And I know there are many successful people in the world who, you know, probably haven't even got a high school education. But I will tell you, they're like lottery winners. And I'm going to tell you, life is not a lottery. <laughs> life is not a lottery. you got to work hard at it. And an education is so important. All right, some tremendous uh, wisdom and inspiration there for our, our listeners. Um, I wanted to shift gears a bit because this is fascinating that we're getting the opportunity to, to speak with you and interview you. Uh, what if you can share with our fans, um, and again, this, this might, I'm sure it'll be a long list, but maybe a few of the fascinating people, it could be sports or non-sports, that you've had a chance to, to interview. Wow. Um, again, because I, I also did Canada AM That's for a right. few years. Yeah. And I was lucky, uh, had the opportunity to interview presidents and prime ministers and, 
and be around and and not be intimidated by them. And like and like Ashton, I've I've by the way, I've listened to your podcast before, and I've heard you, and you're a tremendous interviewer, and I. I like that. I like the fact that you're not intimidated by anybody. I'm sure you could have a prime minister or a president on the air and that wouldn't bother you one bit. Um, and Hollywood actors and, uh, you know, but to me, everybody's human. I love, you know, I'm doing that broadcast now with North Star. Bets. That's right. It's been I amazing. love, I just loved, yeah, chatting with whoever it is. And I know people go, that's big names. Yeah. Well, they're big. Everybody's, everybody's the same. We're all flesh and blood. We're all, we have hearts that all beat. Uh, we all have the same. Uh, we we don't. Nobody's better than anybody else. And I love having a conversation with someone who, who has got a great story, like. And that's those. That's the beauty of being, you know, an interviewer. Um, I'm, I'm I'm frankly not comfortable being the interviewee like I am today. I, I like to be asking the questions, but it's okay. Oh, but I do love. I, I, you know, I've been lucky to be around all the greatest athletes. I there's probably not an athlete on the planet right now that I haven't been fortunate enough to interview i can't think of one yeah so and, and and i do remember my first time when i was interviewing howard cosell and i was really sweaty and nervous and and i and and and, and my hero jack nicholas is a golfer i was really sweaty and you know and, and he was so comforting he was so nice and it went to show me that even the greatest of the greats wayne gretzky um you know gordy howe the greatest of the greats martina navratilova chris everett uh, Serena Williams, uh, you know, in tennis, Christina, Christine Sinclair, Haley Wickenheiser, whoever the athlete is, generally they're really nice people and they've got great stories. And I, I, again, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, there's so many that, um, I just think you, you know, I think about the next one and who I'd like to talk to next. I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody out there that I'd, I'd really like to, I, I'd honestly like to talk to maybe like a Kanye West with all the controversy going around him. I'd like to have a really interesting conversation about, you know, why he's talking the way he's talking these days or a Donald Trump. I also like to talk to people who have created controversy. You know, I, I would love to, well, one person I haven't interviewed is Oprah Winfrey. I'd love to interview her about all the people she's interviewed, but also her life. And, um, I'd, lo I'd love to interview Elon Musk and, and how, you know, how he's putting people in space and the world is, the beauty of, of a show like yours and the beauty of what we all do as communicators and broadcasters and interviewers is, is we have, we're curious yeah, and we want to find things out. And that's the world we live in because there's always great questions. All right. I mean, and, and just that answer you played back. I mean, you know, I, I'm always reminded along with the millions of uh, fans that you have right across the country that have watched you, heard you, and uh, it, you're just such a great interviewer because you know you you just have this way of bringing someone into a conversation and that's what i i'm, I'm reminded of that as and, and our, i know our listeners will be reminded of that as as, as they hear uh, the playback on, on on that great answer there as well um i'm going to turn it over to ashton you've got some questions for rod and we're being mindful of your time rod so um ashton take it away rod who are some of your favorite athletes of all time and why Wow, you ask good questions, Ashton. Uh, you know, I guess, and I, I know some people like to, like, obvious, the obvious ones are, are the, I, the greatest athletes I've ever seen. I always say the greatest athlete, like you have to, when you're asking people, when I ask other people, like who's the best you've, you've seen or you've had to see them. So 
these are athletes I've actually seen. Now, my favorite athlete of all time for, for some bizarre reason is Babe Ruth. I'm just fascinated with the history of Babe Ruth. Clearly, I am old, but I didn't, I didn't see Babe Ruth. <laughs> but um, I'm fascinated by history of the games, too, and the, you know those great older athletes. I never saw Maurice Richard play, for instance, the Rocket. But I'm fascinated by him. And um, I would say the best athletes that I've ever seen are the obvious ones. I would say Michael Jordan I would put right up there with Wayne Gretzky, Muhammad Ali, uh, as a boxer, uh, right up there. Uh, I look at tennis and I, I, I'm a big Roger Federer fan and a Djokovic fan. Uh, but I, I, I do think that Federer just stood the test of time. Tiger Woods is one of the greatest I've ever seen. Um, I, I'm just going through all of the sports. I'm Tom Brady, everybody. I guess the thing is everybody calls people a goat. And so Ashton, I'm showing my age and I'm showing your dad's age. When we were growing up, <laughs> Hey, Anthony, when when someone said, hey, don't be the goat, right? Remember, that? you right. don't be the goat. <laughs> That's right. Now, yeah. everybody wants you to be the goat yeah, because goat changed. means the greatest of all time. But if you're the greatest of all time, how many goats can we have? You know, we've got, I don't know if it's a, whatever, a herd of goats or whatever, yeah. a pack of goats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you, you know, everybody's a goat. Like, we can't have that many goats. In my mind, the goat of all goats who who changed games changed the way sport was looked at is Muhammad Ali. I do yeah. think that he absolutely changed, um, especially with the racial barriers that existed. I would say Jackie Robinson is a goat as well. What he did, Serena Williams changed the perception of athletes, uh, male, female, gender-based, race-based. Those are, to me, those are goats, people who changed games. I would say you know, Wayne Gretzky in some ways changed the way the game of hockey was looked at and played. Michael Jordan changed. So those are, yeah, they're the great. It's I just don't like what everybody says. That's a goat, a goat. You know, Tom Brady. Well, there's, see, I don't, I've seen Tom Brady play, but I also think I saw Joe Montana play. And it's very hard to say one over the other because of, you know, you're one player and you get to throw the ball to so many great players. But it would, Tom Brady had been the greatest of all time if Tom Brady had played for the Detroit Lions. Mm. Not the, sorry, sorry, Detroit Lions fans, but you know maybe with Barry Sanders he would have. Would Wayne Gretzky? Here's my thing. Would Wayne Gretzky have been the greatest hockey player of all time had he played with the Winnipeg Jets? I say yes. Mm -hmm. I say yes because he would have. I'm not so sure that a quarterback can in that sport. Would Michael Jordan had he played with? The, the Toronto Raptors when they came, well, maybe not then because he was holding, he had actually retired. Mm -hmm. Would he have been the same had he played with a Minnesota Timberwolves? Yes, he would have changed the game because they're that great. So, oh, again, there's so many, and I'm sure I'm missing some. Um, Jack Nicholas, to me, it, I, I always love people who change the game and people went like, oh my gosh, look what they did, for sure. Yeah, some, some really, really big names there, for sure. Ashton? Rod? The tip-off on the NBA season was just days ago. And with that said, can you share with the fans how you think our beloved Toronto Raptors will do? <laughs> I think they're going to be okay. I will tell you guys, I and I like even last year, I, I mean, that 2019 is always going to live forever. In, and, and it's hard to win an NBA. It's hard to win any championship. But that team was special because they got Kawhi and they had Kyle Lowry and the supporting cast. And they 
by the way, had a tremendous coach, Nick Nurse. I don't know if he's been on your show. Try to get him on your show. Nick Nurse is one of the greatest coaches I've ever been around and one of the greatest guys. I love the guy. One of the reasons this team is fun to watch is because of Nick Nurse. He is able to blend all of his players. I love this 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 Raptor team, watching them play from Scotty Barnes to Pascal to precious Achua, the way he plays, and Fred. I love the way they blend. Do I think they can win an NBA championship? A lot of stuff you guys would have to go right. I don't think they're the best team in the East right now, but it doesn't matter. I don't know if they were the best team even when Kawhi there, but they were a, certainly a contender. You never. All you got to do is make it, make it. And this is the first time ever I've seen so much parody in the NBA. I do think that any of the teams, you know, one to eight that get into the playoffs on either side can win. So can the Raptors win? For sure. But you got to get in. They're fun. They they might be more fun to watch than they even were in the championship season. Oh, for sure. And, you know, Rod, it's such a great point, right? I mean, we always hear it now. It seems a bit cliche to say, you know, all you got to do is just get to the dance. I mean, at the time of this recording, yeah. we've got the Philadelphia Phillies, who I believe uh, yep. halfway through the season, they were like under 500, right? Yeah. Uh, no, you said the word. You, you know? said the word. It's the most powerful word in, in the English language. It's the most powerful word in sports is belief. That's and, right. you know, if they believe and, and you just got to get in Philadelphia is is got a, a, a puncher's chance. And I don't like the fact that they again, at the time of this recording, they they waited so long for this World Series to start. It shouldn't start. You shouldn't go into November. They should have started it right away. But just get in and, you know, momentum and camaraderie and teamsmanship, chemistry, culture. When you believe when you believe anything can happen. When you believe, and people go, well, you can, you can dream and all this, but you have to, yeah, but if you're good enough and you have belief in your system that you can beat anybody, that's what the Raptors did. You know, that's what the Colorado Avalanche did. You know, that's, you go through all of the teams that, that have won championships. The Los Angeles Rams did, you know, that's, that's what the Philadelphia Phillies have been able to do. They're going to have a tough time against Houston, but believing in what, Believing in the process and not making mistakes, anything can happen. It's 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 the power of sport. It's it's just it's it, it's unspeakable. It's powerful and it's beautiful, and it is so mysterious. And that's why we love the game. Oh, that's amazing! I just love the way you describe that, and uh, and you you always have a way with words, uh, Rod. Uh, we've got just two more questions uh, for you. Thanks so much uh, for for giving us My this pleasure. time. My pleasure. And uh, Rod, I I heard you earlier in this great best of segment talk about your thirst to learn and uh, your curiosity, and uh, you know much has changed with the rise of sports talk. You know we've got uh, a plethora of social media platforms. It's been unprecedented, but I can hear hear that passion and you've been able to you know tr uh, transition and successfully launch your own online show I'm, I'm wondering if you can give the listeners your perspectives on how you think sports broadcasting which um, will, will take shape in the future what, what's that going to yeah. look like well one thing that I do know is that television television has changed considerably. We, we a few years down the road, we're not even going to say, "Well, did you watch TV last night?" We're not even probably going to call it that. It's going to be, "Did you watch the monitor last night? Did you watch? Did you watch the device last night? Did you see the show last night?" Because there really isn't network television shows anymore because of Netflix and all of the other streaming platforms. We stream everything now. Everything is streamed, 
And so that's the beauty. Everybody can become a broadcaster now. Everybody can live the dream that I once had that, you know, Ashton, you're having now. And Anthony, everybody you've, you've worked with through the years, everybody can be a, a, a broadcaster. So you're seeing that. The beauty of sport is that sport will never like, you know, you're seeing like TV kind of go the way. No, no more commercials, no sponsorship. You're seeing like television shows that are being expanded and, you know, they become or movies that, you know, have to be like 10 episodes long now, like Stranger Things and whatever else you might binge or whatever. Sports is unlike that. Sports is live. It's best watched live. You could PVR or whatever we call it or tape or watch later. You like if we said tonight, guys, we're going to go watch the Leaf game or or the, you know, the the World Series. Oh, no, don't tell me the score. I got to go home. You can't because it's always you're getting updates all the time. I do think that sports highlight shows are done. People don't want, hardly watch them anymore. I, and it's unfortunate, but it has to have analysis now because look on your phone. What do you get? You get breaking right. news. Here's the highlight. Here's the highlight. These little mobile devices that we're talking on right now that I'm talking on has changed the world. It's and so you're going to see more people watch. They do now. They watch TV on. They watch. Sorry, I said TV. They watch their device. <laughs> they watch it. data. They watch the game live. So sports is never the games. People are going to watch. I do think, you know, betting has changed the ability to bet on things. Yes. Rightfully or wrongfully, for whatever reason, people are going to bet more. They're playing more. They're playing. There's something to be invested in. You're going to see that. You're going to see entertainment. I do think arenas are going to change. You're not going to see as many seats anymore. You're going to see people standing up at games and they're going to be at parties because people can watch everything at home. And you, why would you see, why would you go to a game, pay for parking, pay for all that stuff? You'll get it all at home. You can sit at home. And it doesn't cost you a thing. That's so, right. Okay, so when you go to games now, it's going to be different. It's going to be a part. You're going to a party and a game will break out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That we're going to see that down the road. Uh, but we're also going to see, uh, I, I do think we're going to see more leagues. I, we're seeing it with golf. We're seeing the live tour. We're going to see more, we're going to see more breakaway. I love the CEBL, again, the broadcasting that this year, you're going to see more minor leagues. People have an appetite for it. That's one thing that has never changed throughout the history. The, you know, the ups and downs, the roller coaster of television and all this stuff, the doom and gloom, they say, Oh, you know, more TV and well, no more movies or, you know, sports is always there because they're games and it's competition and it's the unpredictable ending and people love to watch. So that will never change, but the way we watch it is definitely going to change you guys for sure. Oh, that's a great, great insights for the, for our listeners there too. And so uh, now it's time for our final question on this tremendous best of segment with uh, star broadcaster, Rod Black. Ashton, take it away, my man. Rod, what advice do you have for young kids looking to become a legendary broadcaster just like you? <laughs> well, first of all, that, that term legendary, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you use it because I, I, I'm a legend in my own mind. Uh, don't tell oh. my kids I'm a legend. Don't tell my wife I'm a legend or, t or t when I, or my dog's a legend when they look at me and I need to take them out for a walk or when they say, you know, I, I got to do a blue job at home or am I, you know, when my kid, I don't get my kids to the hockey rink or the, the baseball diamond on time, I'm just like everybody well, else. Well, the uh, proof advice, is there. Proof is there, my yeah. man. Capital well, L legend. You know what, yeah. Ashton? My advice is the one I told you earlier. First, a couple of things. Read. Read and consume. Read and consume. A lot of people don't read enough these days. Read about sports. Study the history of sport. Study you know, where it came from. Get the experience of that. Understand where sport evolved from you know the heroes of the game before the heroes of today then write write a lot because when you write a lot of what you say is formulated from your words that come on paper or perhaps even on a 
a keyboard or from your thumbs. Right, right, right. And my biggest piece of advice is be yourself. Be your own person. You can't be Howard Cosell. You can't be Bob Costas. You can't be Brian Williams. You can't be whoever, you know, that they, they say, hey, you know, that's the model. Be yourself because you, you're our own person and you will be your own star. And that is, tr- that is absolutely true. I, I think the best piece of advice I ever got is from Coward Cosell. Just be yourself, young man. And I would say that I'm probably pretty close to being the same guy that I am off the air as I am on. I'm a bit goofy at times. I'm a bit fun at times. But I'm also very serious about the subject matter that I have to take. And one thing I, that I will not be outdone or um, outperformed in is outworked. Not, you know, I have always said, you know, you, you might know this or this, but you will not outwork me. So work hard, uh, be yourself. And uh, the bottom line is have fun. They're games. These are games, they're scores, they're highlights. I've always said, I've been so lucky, Ashton. I work in the toy department of life. (laughs) It is a great toy department. I love playing with these toys. I love sports. Oh, what a championship way to end our best of segment. That's uh, Canadian sport broadcast legend Rod Black. Uh, Rod, uh, on behalf of Ashton and I, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us on the program. Um, It came through in the beginning, the middle, and end how distinguished how infectious your personality your passion your wisdom your inspiration through this entire segment is not lost on us and uh, we think of all the millions of canadians who had a chance to watch you over your legendary career and it continues to soar um the best is yet to come hard to believe i i can say it that way rod but when i when we think of your resume but the best is truly yet to come for you. And just before we conclude, I wanted to have my chum Ashton to say a few words to you. Well, Rod, thank you for coming on the show. It's been an honor having you on. And uh, you've done so many sports throughout your broadcasting career. Um, It's just amazing to see you broadcasting and now um, even, like, kids trying it, like 18-year-old kids uh, trying it. And, um, for me, I think, uh, I do have an interest in the, uh, broadcasting field and, um, with this interview, I, I really got some help, um, learning about the broadcasting world and, uh, you continue to inspire others with, uh, your voice, um, on the radio and also, uh, broadcasting sports and also um just to mention just to mention on the uh, second last question you mentioned stranger things and that is my favorite oh, show yeah, you're <laughs> well yeah yeah I, I, that's one thing i, I yeah maybe that's my career my, my career is going to go i'm going to try to be on season seven i don't think there's a season seven <laughs> i i that show my kids got me on that one ashton and i'll tell you what i I've, I've had a lot of I've had a lot of bad dreams over that show, but that one of the things about that show is, and again, maybe it's a good way to to leave, um, is the beauty of Stranger Things, which I really was, uh, I, I really was fond of, and 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 really got uh, close to while watching, is the fact that they took all of the scary movies from when I was growing up, and they blended them into today, and. That's how I think about sports. I think about sports and all of the term of what came before. Uh, you know, today, 
people always say the past was yesterday. Well, no, the past forms today and today forms tomorrow. And that, you know, it, it is kind of strange the way it happens. But I thank you. Thank you for those those kind words. Thank you for having me on this show. I look forward, Ashton, down the road when you're a broadcaster or podcaster. I know one thing for sure, based on the fact that well, how old are you, 10? Uh, yeah. Dude, you got a long way to go, but you're getting there fast. And just keep being you. You're going to be a you're going to be a smashing success. So I know your dad's proud of you and I'm sure your family is. Um don't 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 get an agent yet. You don't need one. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh I look forward to listening and watching you down the road. You're going to you're going to you're going to uh you're going to make a big difference and that's the biggest thing. When somebody says to you down the road, give back, you know, give back to your community, that's one thing too. But, you know, you made a difference and I, I listened and I watched. And so I think down the road, that's going to, that's going to happen with you. So I look forward to that. Well, uh, thank you, Ron. And this has been a great segment. It sure has. And Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 38. This ends our father son best of segment. More father son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the champs and chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy October, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's episode 38, Anthony and Ashton in the broadcast chair. So glad that you're with us here for this 38th episode of Champs and Chums, father-son fun talk about sports, life, and friendship. And Ashton, it's now time for our all-pro-go segment. That's right, everybody. Our all-pro-go segment is a did-you-know sports spotlight. And uh, this is where my chum Ashton highlights a sport activity for you and um this one actually ashton um i could say it's a sport i could say it's uh it's a pastime it could be really exciting a real exhilarating sport for people or it could be just downright uh terrifying actually um what is our all pro go on this spooktacular edition of champs and jumps our all pro go is a roller coaster roller coasters yeah i can see i can see everybody and we'll put it into focus to you that and i'm sure as you're listening to this you probably can dial back on some memories you've had on some roller coasters but ashen's going to share with you a little bit more about roller coasters and we're going to tell a little tale about uh, some things as uh, on our roller coaster experiences as well too take it away my my friend a roller coaster or roller coaster is a type of amusement ride that employs a form of elevated railroad track designed with tight turns, steep slopes, and sometimes inversions. Passengers ride along the track in open cars and the rides are ops- often found in amusement parks and theme parks around the world. LaMarcus Adna Thompson obtained one of the first known patents for a roller coaster design in 1885. Okay, so well, I'm, I, would, I was going to say shout out to a friend of the show, but um, if she was doing that in 80, 1885, actually, I'm not sure she's with us, but definitely remembered in such great, uh, in, in a great spotlight such as this. Carry on, please. Related to the Switchback Railway the that opened a year earlier at Coney Island, the track uh, coaster design does not necessarily have to be a complete circuit as shuttle roller coasters uh, demonstrate 
Most roller coasters have multiple cars in which passengers sit and are restrained. Uh, two or more cars, um, two more cars hooked together and are called a train. Some roller coasters, notably wild mouse roller coasters, run with single cars. So that, everybody, is our all-pro goal, a, uh, a downright scary one for some people. That's roller coasters. But, Ashton, let's put a sports uh, spin to this because there's a lot of people that are big fans of roller coasters and, in fact, that they would tour all over the world. I mean, there's ro- roller coasters all over all points of the world. Um, so they would, you know, a lot of people enjoy these. I mean, what do you think... Well, well, first of all, let, let's let's get the let's get the the meat on the table here, Ashton. Are you scared of roller coasters, or are you do you love roller coasters? I absolutely hate them. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're scared of them. Yes. Okay. I'm 100% well, one hundred percent. It's kind of good here. You get some breaking news on this spooktacular edition of Chance and Chums, everybody. That Ashton is scared of roller coasters, but you've been on them. Yeah, I've been on two. You've been on two, so share with the fans uh, the two roller coasters that you bravely buckled up and went on a ride for. Okay, so this is how we're going to do. We're going to go oldest year to newest year. So Okay, so recent to back. Yeah, recent, recent to, to back. past. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so um, the past is Splash Mountain and... Oh, I think you said recent to past. Okay, you're going to start with the first... Ever yes, roller first coaster ever roller coaster I've ever been on. To be actually honest, Ashton, I actually don't think that was, but that's okay. You you keep going. I think you've been on three. It's, how how? Well, we'll have to check that with uh, you know with I might family have been, and friends, but well, yeah, we'll. Yeah. But go ahead. Okay, so Disney World in Florida, I went on Splash Mountain. Super scary. Do not go on. There's like a there's like a ten <laughs> well, foot drop. Well, uh, let's you know let let's let's set the record straight here. It's not a ten foot drop. Uh, you know we uh, we had a good time there. And how tall is it? Well, I'm not sure how tall it is, but you know you, you get splashed a bit. It is called Splash Mountain after all. And yeah, I think there was a, a like a small little drop that would make your stomach churn just a tad as you almost finished up. But I don't think it was anything that you know was going to um, terrify you for the rest of your life. The only bad part was at the drop, there's these spooky little (laughs) birds on top, which I don't really find spooky, but they're just really weird. And the lights go out, like the lights just flicker on and off, and then you drop, and it's really scary. It's really heart racing. Can't do it anymore. Well, you know what? You get some great adjectives, right? Terrifying, heart racing, heart pumping. Heart palpitating, hopefully not heart stopping. Oh no! <laughs> Any things like that, you know. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's part of the allure, I guess, for for roller coasters that you kind of have. You know, you go up and down. Sometimes you're going sideways. Sometimes you're standing, as it were. Like as I thought, um, what was that one that you're you're standing on at uh, at, at uh, uh, Wonderland? I went on that actually. Stand. The Sky Rider. That's right. The Skyrider, everybody. Years ago, I mean, we're probably going back now about 20 years ago that your dad actually, Asha, went on Skyrider. 2002, 2002. Oh my gosh, that's a long time ago. Uh, yeah, a long time ago when perhaps I was much braver. 
to do those kind of things. And uh, so let me share with you. But, but it's, uh, well, actually, so you finish your 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 um your stories about roller coasters. Oh no no no, 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 no I'm not done. I'm not done. Yeah. Uh, so recently I went on the coaster coaster and um. That was a sports day too. Big yeah. big sports day. It was from the nine oh five MLSC day. M- MLSC day. Um. I was definitely not terrified, even though it was like a little small kid's roller coaster that every single kid goes on all the time. Hey, man, I, I went on there with you. and uh, It's we, way too tight. We, we got, well. We got squished. When your dad jumps in there with you, it can. Cause oh, man. It, you know, I'm like... I, I felt even I felt even safer because you squished me in, so I wouldn't oh, fall oh, off. Oh, so I was a bit of a cushion for you. Well, yeah. I'm glad I could. But I tell you, that ghost, so it was the ghoster coaster, everybody. It's actually pretty fast. It rattles you around pretty yeah, good yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure like, does. I had like uh, head pain, back pain. Oh, really? Just for like a few minutes. Wow. Like after the ride, it was... Well, all I do know, there was a picture to prove it, everybody. And uh, no, 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 it looks like I'm, I'm. It looks, <laughs> it looks like I'm crying, but I actually didn't. No, I, I didn't. No, he didn't. But, but, but talk about a, a cute, a cute, terrifying look. You would have seen that if I could show you that picture. But I think Ashton doesn't want me to Don't. share that photo, which I won't. If you so. guys see it, I will get exposed. <laughs> So yeah, that that was a tight fit. That was a tight squeeze in there for sure. Cause yep. you know, um, you know, uh, but we made it work. And uh, but I actually think in Hanna Barbera Land, what's it called now? Is it Hanna Bar? No, it's not Hanna Barbera. It's Snoopy Planet Snoopy. Planet Snoopy. They call it Planet Snoopy. I think there's another smaller version of a roller coaster there that you tried. It was like a dragonfly or something like that, or dragon, dragon, dragon. Maybe um... something a little bit more um, novice. Maybe Lucy's tugboat, that thing. Okay. So, anyways, everybody, well, uh, uh, your co-host there, Ashton, told you some um, some roller coasters he's been on. Uh, let me dial back in terms of my uh, small history with roller coasters. You ever heard of the Canadian Mind Buster, everybody? At yeah. The yeah. Canadian National Exhibition. Yeah. Well, your champ and chum here, your co-host, your, your dad, dad went on the Canadian Mind Buster multiple times, Ashton. Like, we're not talking just once. I would go with my chums, it would be like every summer, and I would pop onto the Canadian Mindbuster. And the one thing about the Mindbuster, everybody, that thing rattled. I actually thought a few times it would break. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen those times where I've seen on YouTube, um, Disney, well, I watch, sometimes I watch Disney, like, malfunctions in rides what they what? like like there was this one there was this one clip i saw on youtube where you know this like hammer thing that spins around like this right well ashton let's it preface, got it got stuck right but up let's there preface this and everyone was upside down let's, let's preface this just for the listeners right because this is a family friendly show yep you might have watched these Disney malfunctions, but nothing was fatal. It just obviously was... No, it's just stuck. It they, was, they got it back they down, They got though. stuck. Yeah, it was just mechanical. Mechanical difficulties. Yeah, and they got it all fixed. So, anyways, carry on. And, uh, yeah, it's um, kind of scary to be stuck on a ride, but help is literally on the way. Okay, so other roller coasters that your champ and chum uh, dad here has been on. Uh, you ever heard? Bat. You ever heard of the Dragonfly or the Bat? Yeah. Yes, I've been on that. I've been on the Skyrider. 
Did I go on the Leviathan? Uh, Is that a new one? I I probably didn't. Um, I think it was made in like 2014 or something. Crystal Beach. Uh, I went to Crystal Beach when I was young with uh, a bunch of family and stuff. And uh, when you go to Crystal Beach, there's some really fun roller coasters there. There is. That I that I went on. Did you go to a, a roller coaster at Crystal Beach? Nope. Okay. But anyhow, Crystal Beach has, uh, at the time when I did go, which was years back, they had uh, uh, roller coasters there too. Um, you know, that actually might be it. I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, I went to Disney. We Blue went to Mountain? Di- no. They I, don't have roller coasters? No, not not that I know Where of. Where have but, you uh, been in the in like Canada that ha- that you've been on a roller coaster? Where have you been in Canada? Well, you know, I'm thinking about it too, everybody. I I did make a couple trips to the West Edmonton Mall. I'm actually thinking that I Was there a roller coaster there? Well, it's almost like it's one of the biggest malls. It's, well, it was at the time, I think, one of the largest. Anyways, we digress, everybody. There's oh, a little bit of um Thrills, chills, and spills. Maybe not spills, but thrills and chills of um, of roller coasters are all pro-go. But Ashton, just before we close the segment, you wanted to say something. Did you go to uh, the Woodbine Mall? Did, oh. have, you, have you ever gone as a kid? Well, I don't, we, well, I don't actually, think... Actually, Ashton, there you go. There's another one. There's I, I, not really a roller coaster there, but there's this thing that takes you up and, and goes down. Yeah, like it's a kinda... fer- Ferris wheel. Yeah. Well, there's another kind of... Uh, t- potentially terrifying thing depending on on what you're like but i actually applaud you ashton you started this segment this all pro go segment about roller coasters here we are in episode 38 it's a spooktacular edition of champs and chums you said that you actually were were scared but i actually think you just for the fans laid it out that you actually got tons of confidence man well, maybe, but I got more confidence in sports than I do on roller coasters. Well, you'll make both work in, in due time, my friend. So that is our All Pro Go roller coasters. You're going to get a fist bump for being so brave going on those. And you're listening to episode 38 of the Champs and Chums podcast. father-son fun talk you're listening to episode 38 of the champs and chums podcast it's anthony and ashton in the broadcast chair and ashton it's now time for our signature segment that's right everybody it's our champs and chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field so this is where ashton and i salute uh, champs and chums and you know ashton with all of the wonderful exciting exhilarating baseball talk that's happened here in this episode um and obviously with the big backdrop that the fall classic aka the world series is happening this month uh my chum ashton and i thought we want we'd like to highlight uh and put a baseball theme we want to take our big swings everybody and salute under the baseball theme we're going to go for a sweep of champs and chums talking about baseball so uh I guess uh, Ashton, opening pitch goes over to Dad. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Well, here's my opening pitch, and it's not too far off from uh, some great baseball talk that that we had with a man that was absolute legend, but my first champ and chum thinking about that wonderful sport of baseball, Ashton, was our best of guest, Rod Black. 
So that's right, everybody. Rod Black, the legend in Canadian sports broadcasting who broadcasted an enormous amount of sports. What talent, what, what, uh, what a range he had in broadcasting. But Ashton, as we know, Rod broadcasted, was on the Blue Jays broadcast, uh, and he broadcasted there for CTV Sportsnet. And uh, you know who his broadcast partner was? Joe Carter. None other than, than World Series hero, Joe Carter. So um, shout out to Rod Black under this baseball sweep. I guess we should call it actually, Ashton, not a baseball sweep. It's a baseball grand slam. We're going grand slam style here. So our best of guest, Rod Black, uh, Canadian broadcast legend, also a Blue Jays broadcaster. Ashton, over to you for your next champ and chum on the wonderful sport of baseball. Well, I have something to add to while you saying Grand Slam. I think we should go for the walk off because these are these are this is one of our one of our last segments. Well, isn't that just beautiful? I'm gonna go bootyful, but yeah, what a clever way to bring in our next champ and chum. So, um, our next champ and chum is Rob Butler. We go from Rod and we go to Rob. That's right. Our episode 20 best of guest, Rob Butler, the Canadian Ashton. What a treat it was having him on the show. I mean, think about his, his career, right? I mean, he, uh, he had his big moment, of course, in the World Series where he got that hit off, uh, uh, would have been then future Hall of Famer uh, Kurt Schilling in the in the '93 World Series, but uh, you know, for a guy that uh, that grew up from East York and had big dreams and big designs, and he put in the work. He talked about it on this show, everybody. To have Rob Butler, uh, you know, as one of our champs and chums here on this episode, a friend of the show, it's just amazing. Why don't you tell them a little bit more about Mr. Rob Butler? So Rob Butler was an outfielder. Uh, he batted left and threw uh, left, and his MLB debut was June twelfth, nineteen ninety three, for the Toronto Blue Jays, which was close to my birthday. And his last MLB appearance was July tenth, nineteen ninety nine, for the Toronto Blue Jays. That's just five days after I was. Uh, I was born for my birthday. Well, and don't forget, everybody, uh, Rob uh, Rob was a great national team player as well, too. You know, and uh, he was known for his speed on the base pass. He was a contact hitter. I wouldn't say he was a heavy hitter, you know, as, as some of the statistics at the major league lev- level would prove. But one thing that Rob Butler had, Ashton, he, and he spoke about it, dial back to that best of interview, everybody. Episode 20, Champs and Chums, Rob Butler. He talked about the desire and the will to be great. And that's something that you just can't put a price on. You could have all the talent in the world. You could be a a perennial 300 hitter. You could knock 40 out of the park. But if you don't mix talent with work ethic, you're never going to go to the great places that you're probably destined to be. So uh, great selection there, Ashton, on our baseball theme and our salute to baseball, a grand slam, or as you said, it was a walk-off. Rob Butler. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Well, listen, we had the um, the Grand Slam we talked about with uh, Rod Black, right? Blue Jays broadcaster, among any among many other fascinating things. We just talked about a Blue Jays player, a World Series champion who did a walk off in um, in uh, Rob Butler. 
I actually think it's time to get behind the mic. You know what I mean, Ashton? Because actually, we're going to throw a no-hitter. We're going to throw the perfect game because our next champion chum with a baseball uh, pedigree is Mr. Mike Wilner. That's right, everybody. Our episode 34 champion chum, our best of guest. That was a Blue Jays media personality, now a columnist for the Toronto Star, Mike Wilner. Uh, Ashton, and, and he was a former broadcaster for the Blue Jays as well, too, on, on radio, a uh, television analyst on Sportsnet. Um, what, you know, I would call Mike and known him for as long as I did. Um, and I actually met Mike when he actually was um, stringing, as they used to call it. He was a radio stringer for 680 News, Ashton. He would sit in Maple Leaf Gardens and do live reports for 680 News. That was our episode 34 best of guests, Mike Wilner. And look what he did, Ashton. Right? Incredible. Um, so Mike Wilner, shout out to him. Uh, an encyclopedic knowledge of baseball and of sport. And um, that was a great episode, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an amazing episode. Mike starred on the Fan 590 as well, too, as uh, as a baseball insider, was... Uh, was a broadcaster, play-by-play for the Blue Jays, and doing just some amazing things with the Toronto Star as their baseball columnist. And in fact, Ashton, I would be remiss because we know our champion chum Mike Wilner has his own podcast, Deep Left Field. That's yes, right, everybody. Does. Check it out on all the platforms, Deep Left Field. That's Mike Wilner's podcast. He's got lots of luminaries from Major League Baseball. I mean... Geez, he's had George Springer on the show. He's had uh, Vladdy Guerrero on the show. That's our champion chum, episode 34, best of guest, Mike Wilner. So, Ashton, it's now time to head for home. And our salute to our champs and chums, baseball style. And it's you're right, it is time to head for home. Because you're going to honor our next episode 38, our final one. As we hit home plate here, who is your cha- who is our champs and chums? Our champs and chums of episode 38 is the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay, Blue Jays, let's play ball. What an amazing way to salute baseball. In Ashton, like, you know, you love a lot of sports, but where does the Blue Jays rank for you, and how has your passion for the Toronto Blue Jays grown uh, in this year? It's grown a lot, and... Um, I mean, I really love baseball now, and um, I really want to sign up um, and play for the Brampton Royals uh, next spring. Well, you spring. heard it here, folks. Did I hear that right? Say that again. I want to play with the Brampton Royals next spring. Well, that's some heady stuff, man. You know, we would be very proud if you actually took the big steps and wanted to play uh, community baseball like that. Like, that's league baseball, Ashton. Like, yep. we're, that's hardball, Ashton. Yep. But you actually are a darn good player. Um, we kind of digress a little bit, but I think some of that love to play came from going to the Blue Jays game at a very young age. Why don't you talk about some of your experiences going to the Jays? Not maybe, we went to a bunch of games this this year, excuse me, <clears throat> bunch of games this year, but what about before? Uh, before, yeah. Um, I mean, as a kid, I used to love going to Jays games and um they were just a great way of entertainment, and now I even think they're way better because um, now that I understand baseball a, a lot more, I think I 
I think that these games are just really, really meaningful and important to me. Well, that's great words. And I tell you, remember what Rod Black said, you know, and, and, and there's a, uh, a legend, a veteran broadcaster who continues to, for that thirst to learn. And the reason I'm mentioning that is he talked about how um, there's such uh, an enthusiasm and an enrichment if you actually read and research about a team, like to take the Blue Jays, for example, right? Like, so you have a, uh, a field of view, pun intended, of the Toronto Blue Jays based on your 10 years on this planet. So your dad is reaching that epic 5-0. So I've got like 50 years, although the Jays haven't been along the, around that long, but not too far off. Uh, 1977, Toronto Blue Jays debuted at Exhibition Stadium. Do you know, Ashton, that Exhibition Stadium is uh, w- was on the grounds of where the uh, BMO Field is? Really? That's right. That's right, my man. That's right. So, but I mean, the Blue Jays um, are Canada's team. And it's, uh, you know, for those great reasons, two World Series championships back to back. You know, I think they're on a path to do some amazing things. They've got such a great core of players right Ashton um who's your favorite player in the Blue Jays uh definitely Vladdy Vladdy Guerrero Jr what a player he was um and it wasn't because he threw you a baseball on Father's Day was it nope second favorite is Bichette and third is Springer wow I I I like George Springer I like the enthusiasm that guy brings to to the game to his team he's he's a multi-talent he's off injured uh, so he's getting older but um He's a great player. He he's kind of the straw that stirs the drink for the Blue Jays. If you kind of look at the numbers and let let that play a tale, it could tell you that when George Springer was in the lineup last season, the Jays they were just a different team because he was you know he's a top of the lineup guy. He's probably one of the best uh, leadoff guys in baseball when healthy. So, anyways, we could go on to talk Blue Jays talk all day. Um, you know, one of the things I wanted to, 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 to say, Ashton, how I enjoy going to the games with you. We, we have a great time. The sights and sounds of baseball and the way that baseball comes to the fan is a lot different than every sport. There's a lot of crescendo that's built. And we saw that bear out in playoff baseball. But you know, the other thing I mentioned to you, and I kind of got rejuvenated in this, everybody. When I was a young guy, Ashton, just like you, uh, and I may be a little bit older. I used to listen to Blue Jays baseball. So that's the great duo of uh, Tom Cheek and Jerry Howarth. Listen to some uh, Mike Wilner, of course, as the years went on. But I, I, took it, I took some time to listen to Blue Jays baseball. And it was just amazing having it out in the backyard, listening to Ben Wagner on the call. Um, I mean, it was just, it kind of brought me back. So it's for all those good reasons that we wanted to salute the great game, the great pastime of baseball with some champs and chums. And I think it actually was was a grand slam here, Ashton. What do you say? Yeah, I think it was a grand slam and a walk-off. And a perfect game. And we headed for home. And this ends this wonderful champs and chums segment. You're listening to episode 38 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. And Ashton, it's now time to put a close to this spooktacular 
edition of episode 38. Was it uh, was it scary good or was it scary great, man? It was scary great. I think it was scary great as well too. We had a great great time. So many great, uh, uh, so much, so much great uh, father-son fun talk about sports life and friendship. But Dashton, as I always do, for every monthly episode of Champs and Chumps, I wanted to ask you, Ashton, what did you learn today? Well, I learned to always believe in myself. That's right. And who would have passed on the, that sage advice and those words of wisdom to you? Our special guest, Rod Black. That's right. He did talk about believing in yourself. I mean, we kind of got into that when we were talking a little bit about the Phillies, but I mean, his big message and coming from a legend like Rod Black, I mean, you know, and you can hear the passion in his voice, the confidence with which he speaks and the interest which with which he carries, right, uh, of things he does. And, you know, you don't become accomplished like that without believing in yourself. So it was just so special having having Rod reconnecting with him and having up on the show. What else did you learn? I also learned to keep my interest peaked uh, when you quit something. Like you say, I don't like basketball. Um, you look for another sport. and Yeah, I think, you know, we, we, we kind of talked about that on the show and then Rod referred to that as well, I guess, right? Because, you know, he was telling us the stories about how his words of advice, I guess, right, is to, if there was something that, whether it be a sport or an activity that, you know, you felt you just didn't want to care, carry through it anymore, well, that's okay, but find interest in something else, like keep moving, right, and you could tell that Rod is a lifelong learner, you could just hear that and and feel that in every way that we engaged in that conversation with him, so I'm actually kind of glad that you picked that one up, Ash, and, uh, what else did you learn? Roller coasters? <laughs> <laughs> I learned to try different try different things like roller coasters. Well, I guess so. And you know what actually I, I liked is that, you know, we, we talk everybody uh, uh, just before every show and we, 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 want, we work together on kind of, well, what, what are the kind of fun themes and topics we'd be in, you know... You kind of dismissed it a little bit, the roller coaster thing, but I kind of thought it was fun to do because it's it's kind of something that one can deem either uh, exhilarating, exciting, or downright terrifying and scary. But you got through it, man. Just like buckling yourself in a roller coaster, you got through that segment. You talked about maybe what were perceived fears, and you overcame that and went through it. So fist bump there, my man. How do you feel about that, talking about that live on the air? Well, I feel great. I felt like that whole segment was a roller coaster. It was up and down, sidewinding, standing up, sitting down. We made it through, my man. We made it through. Well, good stuff, everybody. Uh, it's been an outstanding show here in episode 38. And uh, Ashton, who do we want to thank? We want to thank... Putting this together. We want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who helped produce the show. Power Girls and Uncle Dennis. like They're kind of like the founders among us of Champs and Chums back in September, October of 2019. Thank you so much for all your love and support of Champs and Chums. We want to thank our best of guest, the legend, Canadian sports broadcaster Rod Black for joining us on the show. Such amazing, amazing wisdom inspiration stories excitement so so glad that we had rod black uh, up on the show so thanks uh, rod for joining us and ashton um we actually have there's a lot of ways 
to connect with your champs and chumps. So where where can fans check out either uh, uh, past shows and, and things like that? You could check us out on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Podbean, and CastBox. And you know what? I'm going to add another one there, Ashton, because earlier this month, we are actually now on Amazon Music. That's right, everybody. The the good platform, Amazon Music, invited your champs and chums to be up on their on the pod there and there we are well, another fist pump my man amazon music you can hear champs and chums and uh fans you can actually check out your champs and chums and all the great content on social facebook ig twitter tiktok youtube uh ashton there's got to be much much more that's right everybody at champs and chums the website champsandchums.com ashton this is going to be the most outstanding October signature fist pump, my man. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. And Ashton, as we always say, cheers cheers to champs, champs, cheers to chums, and cheers to an all-star day. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.